Hello, everyone. Welcome back to HB Hosts. We're your hosts, Sam and Maddie. Hello. <laughs> um, we are so, 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 so excited to be talking finally about House of the Dragon season one, episode six. Um, and, you know, I don't know, we have a lot, a lot to go over. So yes. uh, we'll jump right into it with, um, but Maddie, she has something that she wants to share. <laughs> together it's a little dumb and a little special and if you hate it that's fine but um I wanted to do a quick summary of like a context without spoilers um don't worry we're gonna spoil everything anyways but just a few bullet points for you (laughs) so I will just say rumble still skin yes (laughs) 23 and me 23 and me Brady Bunch. Absolutely. Yep. For our younger listeners, if you don't know that, just Google it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sibling rivalry. I mean, of course. Yes. And holier than thou. Ah, oh, love it. What yeah. a great summary. Thank you. Oh my I, God. Really, no. I really had to put some thought into it. Um, so yeah, let's spoil everything now. Oh my god, the rumble still skin and the 2020 <laughs> is fucking gold. Uh both Ooh, gold. Geez. Um, uh, yeah, so we are going to do the pod a little bit differently than our last ones today. Um, usually we go through scene by scene chronologically, but there's so much to go over and so much that develops with the characters throughout the episode. So I think it's probably better, at least for this episode to talk about things in chunks, um, versus going through scene by scene. So, uh, one of the first things that I wanted to talk about with you, Maddie, is the change of the fucking characters. We finally have the actual cast. And I think that the kids might change again uh, because we have one more time jump of the series coming up, but um, you know, new Allison, new Rhaenyra, new Lena and Lenor. Again, wait, the, it's not going to be the same. Char- I, well, like, no, no. So those four are going to be the oh, same. Oh, sorry. Them. I got confused. I think the kids are going to change. I agree. Them. I agree because uh, Rhaenyra just had a baby and I don't think it will stay an infant. Yes, definitely not. <laughs> like, we're going to see the infants like yes, yeah. I, I believe we get new Aegon, new um oh Aemond. Jeez, I'm like I'm already I need I need a syllabus. I need oh, a key um, directory of all these fucking new characters. We go this entire series with the staple characters and then all of a sudden we're introduced to fucking a hundred new children. Six children. <laughs> yeah, geez. Well, there's six and then plus Damon's two. Oh, so many children. Yeah, so many. those two are twins. They're twin girls. Um, so uh let's talk about Alicent and Rhaenyra. Okay, yeah, let's talk about them. Um it's been a frigid decade. We're 10 years in the future. Uh, so we are now seeing their relationships and the dynamic of being 10 years in the future. Um, we don't know exactly what's transpired over the 10 years, but we can assume some things based on like their behavior. And I would say coldness towards one another. Like I, we probably mentioned this before in other pods, but, um, Rhaenyra and Alicent are coming from opposite sides of the spectrum. You know, Alicent is all about honor and duty and justice 
you know, and Rhaenyra's like, I'm just trying to live a good life. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot. We have, um, we're, we've allotted so much time to talk about this time jump too on this because it's huge. 10 years is huge. You know, it's so much time. You and I have known each other for 10 years. Like, look at how much happens. Exactly. So, um, you know, we start the episode off with Rhaenyra having what we eventually find out is her third child. So, um, you know, that was kind of a big thing. It's like, whoa, shit. Okay. She's got three, uh, you know, Alicent, we already, I think we knew that she had three in the last episode. Maybe. Yes. Well, no, she had had the baby, like an infant. the two yeah there was Egon and then I think oh yes yes uh the the daughter I don't know uh god you know okay forgive us people we will know this by next episode um (laughs) starts with an R um but yeah so we knew that she had three they're all grown now um you know we find out that again Rhaenyra has is on her third she just had him today his name is Joffrey which is adorable um, you know, we really, we resent the name Joffrey from Game of Thrones, but we did just have a lovely Joffrey die in the last episode. So yeah, it, it was, to honor him, which was yeah, really cool. Yeah, it was nice. It only took two kids. So the, you know, but yeah, the relationship with Rhaenyra and Allison over the 10 years, I think it's, it's interesting to see that it feels like it only got more salty. Yeah. <laughs> When, when we're thinking about Allison herself, I despise her right now. Um, this episode really, really did it for me because she, it just felt like throughout, she was so fucking whiny. Like I'll call out something that was towards the end of the episode where she's talking to Laris and they have these secret meetings, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and he's her Rasputin, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and she says, you know, they're talking about the hand of the king and they're talking about Lionel wanting to step down, et cetera. And he says something about, you know, you'd like your father back, but that would also be an unbiased hand. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but at least he would be partial to me. And it just felt mm-hmm. like, honey, you're not that alone. You literally have more power than almost every single person in this kingdom right now and in King's Landing. Like, and you have three children and you know, it's like, it just felt very whiny. Like, I so know, but whiny. I kind of understand power puts a target on your back. You know what I mean? Like, just because she has power doesn't mean she's safe. And I, I get wanting your parents, you know, someone who will be partial with you no matter what, like that. I, I do understand what she said. Cause after that, she was like, Oh, like, is nobody here on my side? Yeah. You know, and it really doesn't feel, I mean, Viserys is, in a way on nobody's side he just listens to whoever's the loudest really yeah that's true and she's basically his fucking caretaker she's his bedside nurse you know like you know but she is it's just it just it feels very bratty to me it doesn't feel like you know I I can understand it but at the same time I'm like grow the fuck up you've been in the situation for a decade now longer than that you know yeah let it go like So, um, but we do see that throughout, you know, she is still paranoid. She is really gave me auto. She was basically speaking the same exact words when she confronts 
Aegon, he's fucking beating it in the in the window. The window. <laughs> oh my god, what a pale ass that kid has! I'm like Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, you know who he reminds me of actually is Daenerys's uh, twin brother a little bit. Daenerys's twin brother was a total asshole. I don't think Aegon yeah. is that bad, but he they look so similar. Very yeah. Similar. yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, she grabs his face and she's like, you know, you are always going to be a threat just by living. Yeah. Like, really. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, yeah. I get it. It's, you know, but. And we know that like Targaryen people in power are paranoid. I mean, that's what happened to Daenerys at the end. Like, she was paranoid. And I don't doubt Allison's words, though. Like, I, I do understand, again, where she was coming from. Like, if she has to make the choice to put you to the sword she will basic she'll have to yeah you yeah. know so <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, so- doesn't strike me as a person that will you know do those things but maybe she did have that boar incident yeah and I think that like kind of changed her in like a taking a life kind of way yeah <laughs> as that is mm-hmm. um okay so I want to there's a lot of uh character um couples not necessarily couples but like one-on-one character uh relationship analysis that I want to get into but just on a like viewership side how do you feel about Olivia Cook and Emma Darcy the new the new actresses that are playing them okay so I know just from like reading stuff and hearing other people talk about it online that Olivia Cook has done other things I don't know any of her work Unless I'm just not recognizing it. Okay. Um, she does have, let me see. She, she has been in quite a few things, but she does also have, um, an almost like a girl next door vibe, right? Whereas Emma Darcy is so striking that you remember her wherever she goes. But, um, Olivia Cook has also been in, she's been in Bates Motel, uh, the movie Ready Player One, um sound of sound of metal there's there's a lot that she's been in I'm not sure how much of this you've actually seen so that would make sense of why you you might not be familiar but how do you how do you feel about her taking on Alicent herself you know do you like I actually really like uh Olivia Cook I think that she kind of played off of the previous actresses vibe like it it to me it still feels like Alicent yeah Um, more grown uh smarter but like it's she's I don't know like the young actress like similarly like maybe Olivia Cook is like doing something with her face that is giving me the younger Allison so I'm like oh like it carries like it's carrying through really well um I like the other actress too Emma Emma Darcy yep um, um it's a little bit weird because of who Rhaenyra's character was before like almost like such a firecracker mm-hmm. um and I understand like she's gotten older she's matured she's half she's had to like give into her duties uh I still like the actress though I definitely do I think she's acting it well it just feels different and I think it would have been that way with anybody because yeah. of just story the plot yeah it was a little jarring I think that her introduction um was also well actually let me say this first is that the one thing that I'm um 
I'm really looking forward to and really hoping that stays the same is the chemistry with Damon and this actress. Yeah, we didn't because get Billy Alcock had such good chemistry with Matt Smith. Um, we know that Damon doesn't change. It's still Matt Smith. It will stay him. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping I'm excited because I think that they're reunited in episode seven. So that's one thing that I'm really looking forward to. In terms of M. Darcy, I like her a lot. It is so different from Millie Alcock, though. Like mm-hmm. Millie was just so young hearted, it felt like where we left yeah. her. That whereas we saw Allison really come into like the um the original actress really come into where Allison is now. We didn't expect yeah. anything different. Whereas with, um, you know, with Rhaenyra, we didn't really know how that, like where she was going to be at. I, I, so you're right. So Emma Darcy really plays a mature version of, you know, Rhaenyra right now. Um, still kind of carefree, you know, uh, but yeah. And I think that the introduction to her was a little jarring. This is the yeah. very first scene. It's, 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 it's this new actress. She's in labor mm-hmm. and I'm like, whoa, okay. Way to throw us right in there, you know? Yeah. And I think in comparison to introducing Allison's new actress, you know, she was very beautiful, like in the scene, very proper, her hair, you know, obviously, but like, I don't know if I loved that, like left and right, you know, yeah, they it was very juxtaposed. They were, vi- yes. Yeah. You know, like I could have gone a little maybe for more of a median. I mean, I know this is a Game of Thrones series, so like they don't do that, but <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and we talked a little bit about this. I'll bring it up because there is another labor scene, which we'll get to later, but, um, and I'll keep it brief because I'm not a pregnant person and I never have been, but I do think seeing labor scenes is jarring in general. And yeah. sometimes I question the necessity of them. Uh, which I spoke to you a, a little bit before I did some quick light skimming on Google to see if people have written about this. And what I picked up is that people have had this thought as well. Like some people are here for it. Some people have said that a lot of labor scenes are inaccurate. Again, I wouldn't know because I've never gone through labor, but um you know, and again, Game of Thrones, it's, you know, sign of the times, just like yes, the exactly. the intensity of these labors. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, for me, that was a little bit of a qualm. And maybe because they opened with it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, was... this is... If it was later in the episode, I don't know if I would have thought that. Like that. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that it was a very hot, cold, hard opening um, with no warning, um, you know, we're getting a new actress, we're transported 10 years in the future, you know, the dynamic of everything has changed. There's kids running around fucking everywhere where we had zero kids to start. Um, so yeah. And then we're getting introduced to these new actresses. And, uh, you know, I think that now that we're talking about it, I really do understand. First of all, I think, you know, they set it up immediately to understand what the dynamic is between Rhaenyra and Allison now, whereas Rhaenyra just had a fucking baby and Allison is demanding to see it immediately. And so it's Allison is almost abusing her power in this way of calling upon her 
mm-hmm. you know, it just, it was very, very shitty. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is, you know, it, it immediately brought us to where we needed to be yeah, uh, and understanding sure. what has happened over the last 10 years or, you know, what hasn't. But, um, you know, but then we also get a glimpse at who Rhaenyra still is and she's very stubborn and she is, mm-hmm. you know, she is like, fuck you. I will bleed all the way to your chamber then. Yeah. Um, she even done the, the afterbirth really. Yeah. You know? She was basically doing the afterbirth as she was walking. In active labor still. <laughs> like, yes. like, fuck you. You want to see it? You're going to see me too. And like, yeah. you're going to have to have somebody come in and clean this shit up. Yeah. Um, clean the shit up. So, so yeah. So the, um, the actresses, you know, I'm excited to see where they go. Um, I think, you know, uh, Allison, she, Olivia cook, ju- it just, it felt very like right in there. We picked up yeah. right where we left off with Rhaenyra. It was a, a little weird, not I, weird's a bad word, but you know, it was just, it was kind of jarring, but I think like we said, it was the way that the whole thing was it, it was yeah, like it's it's uh, I actually would have expected nothing less from Rhaenyra's character like I knew that she was going to be stubborn still but I knew that she was also going to be more dutiful like you grow up you mature you have this title like yeah, there are I mean, some third kid that should have aged you man <laughs> like, yeah, I, know, I know so yeah uh, their their dynamic is really salty right now like yeah. Oh, salty, over salted babes. It's fucking bad. Um, but one thing that I do, uh, want to talk about, oh, we might spend some time on this is fucking Kristen Cole. Damn it. Damn it. You know, and it just, uh, okay. Not because he's so fucking hot and it just, it drives me crazy. Yeah. So, uh, it's, so I just want to say this really quickly. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more later, but the 10 year time jump, um, I think it works in some ways and in other ways it doesn't. Again, we, I think we mentioned this about like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was a really slow burn and we got a lot of context and relationship between characters before anything happened. So um, I feel a little bit sad about not knowing exactly what's happened in the 10 years and why like everyone is just so distant from one another again like it's been 10 years like y'all can like let this go now uh, and I think for Sir Kristen you know it makes sense that him and Allison have gotten closer because he was all about his duties you know he is enraged even still because he feels like you know, this spoiled brat, Rhaenyra, can do whatever she wants. And she basically put my neck on the line for her own pleasure. And now I'm mad about it because I've been doing everything that I'm supposed to do to do to like have a good life and do right and whatever. So like, I think that he is just so pissed off about him sullying his good reputation for someone who really Okay. It'll never affect. I mean, but ultimately didn't lose anything from it. No, he got laid for crying out loud. True, exactly. By the fucking princess, bro. Um, There was a really funny tweet that uh, compared him to Gendry, Um, you know, fell in love with a highborn girl, had sex with a highborn girl, was rejected by a highborn girl, and Gendry was fine. (laughs) And Cole, Kristen is you know, 10 years later being a whiny little bitch, just so whiny. It just feels like, 
people. Like there are so many other things that you could be focused on besides what the fuck Rhaenyra is doing. You know what I mean? Like just like get a life. Get it feels like, you know, and we see that uh Kristen and Allison have become very close. He now is her bodyguard, basically, which was awful to see Rhaenyra in just this horrible, vulnerable position to start. And then going up to Allison's room and Kristen standing there. Mm-hmm. And and then not only that, but Lenor, Kristen Cole literally beat like to death his lover 10 years ago. And Lenor has to walk around and see this guy everywhere, which is fucking insane because like, that's just awful. It's absolutely bloody awful. So, you know, Kristen, he's just like, Oh, um, you know, I don't know. It, it, later on in the episode, Harwin calls him insufferable, and that's how I feel. So he's it, the it, king it, consort. Oh, what was that, Maddie? Oh, I'm so sorry, everybody. My Wi-Fi is being a little bitch right now. <laughs> um, I, I was just saying, uh, if you know, if you're the king consort, just kill him. I would have killed him for sure. Yeah. Um, I know, I know, but obviously we're seeing that Allison has a lot of pull. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to spend a terrible, I mean, we are going to spend a terrible amount of time on her. There's one thing um, that when they're in the small council meeting and her and Rhaenyra, this is later in the episode, her and Rhaenyra are kind of going back and forth talking about policy and um, and finances and war and things like that. Um, and it was nice to see Rhaenyra kind of, Mm-hmm. you know just be there and actually have a seat at the table and a voice at the table for yeah. once but um Allison there's one point where Rhaenyra Allison dismisses everyone Rhaenyra says uh actually I want to say something Viserys tells everybody to sit back down out of respect let mm-hmm. Rhaenyra stand and talk and Allison stayed it, she just stayed standing I know like and I was like God, just blatant blatant disrespect is that not oh, fucking God. treason yeah I was literally god I was rooting for her so hard I really wanted her to just be like you know what this shit is dumb it's literally just some dick like you got some dick it's fine Ugh, I know he needs to get laid by somebody else so that she can understand I mean obviously the girl is miserable she the only man she's ever had sex with is Viserys who has been rotting he's literally rotting in front of our faces he's missing an arm now so I mean there's that he like is just his body is just an absolute decay. He looks horrible. And I don't know. He's got to die soon because I don't know how their makeup department is gonna make him look any worse than he does right now. I have no idea. Honestly. Oh gosh. It's Shout like the special effects department because he looks bad. Yeah, he looks fucking awful. Oh my gosh. The the poor man. And it really does suck because I think we said this before. If he had the option to retire, he would have done it a long time ago. And no, he, he has to show face until he croaks, basically. <laughs> um, but because he's so sick and tired, you know, Allison is basically running the fucking show and it shows, it really shows. Rhaenyra is just trying to be um, just out of everybody's business, you know, creating a family, doing her duties. And, you know, Allison is just shitting on her. And oh, yeah. Kristen is shitting on the kids. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the kids for a while. Um, because okay. they're all Another thing new. about the 10 years for the kids. Oh, God. <laughs> the thing that 
So again, it worked in some ways, it worked in and didn't work in others. And I will say, I feel like it didn't work here because I was so confused on whose kids were whose for like a good part of the episode. I really had to be like, wait a minute, who belongs to who here? Let me really listen to what they're saying. Oh God. So I didn't, it was, it was fast. It felt muddled. Yes. And I was like, oh shit. Like I don't have a clear picture on who is who. Yeah. It it was, I mean, I eventually did, but yeah. So the, you know, now, now we kind of know, um, you know, so, uh, Rhaenyra's boys all have dark hair, um, which is what ends up causing the rumors that the kids aren't Lenors and they're <laughs> Sir Harwins, uh, which <laughs> fucking obviously true guys. Um, <laughs> like, have you seen Lenor? He is so gay. It's not even <laughs> like, just that man so... is always well-dressed. Like yeah, he is always always clean cut and then sir harwin is just this beefy fucking lumberjack god oh yeah um so yeah uh rhaenyra's kids um jaceris and uh d d d d d d d d i will know this next time but there's there's jace and then the other one they call Oh, I'm not going to spend time on it because I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, two dark haired, they're younger. I would say probably like eight and six or nine and seven. I don't know. Oh, not really going to guess. That. Yeah. And then um, Alice and Viserys' kids are all white haired and um, a little bit older because we know that uh, Aegon was probably already three or four by the time Rhaenyra had her first one, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see more of that later. We do know that there's a time jump coming up. The kids are going to change. Um, I believe yeah. it's episode eight that we're going to jump six years. And then thank fuck that that's the last one. Because this is, it has been real. It's been so hard. And I'm such a chronological person. So like when you're jumping in time, it's really kind of like you're struggling to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. It can be jarring for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And confusing. And I'm, I'm just happy. I'm, and I'm really hoping that just as a series note that what we saw was enough because it was a lot of things that I, there were a lot of things that I felt were rushed. Um, And then there were some things that I'm like, was this necessary to even show so it, you know, I, I'm just hoping that when we get to a point where we're not jumping anymore, it makes sense of why what we saw was what right. we saw. And I right. feel like we were missing out on a lot because I think with a lot of the dynamics character wise, you know, we're doing a lot of guessing and it's not really laid out. You know, we compared it to Game of Thrones where Game of Thrones was one long story and, you know, we really, really spent time with these characters, whereas right now it kind of feels rushed. And I will say just on that note, um, specifically the deaths of Lena and Harwin, um, we, we barely got, you know, screen time with them, especially yeah. Lena. I mean, Jesus, like yeah. her character changed for this episode just to die in the same episode. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, you know, of course they don't show her hardly with I don't know I feel like with the amount of time that she did get on screen and the amount of like time that she spent suffering I don't know it just pisses me off yeah no it is it is hard and I think so that was just one really big thing with Game of Thrones usually we 
we get really, really attached. And that's why it was so good because it was so devastating when those people did die. Um, you know, with this, it felt like it should have affected me more than it did. Like I was pissed. Lena was brutal to watch that. And Harwin, I was really upset because he's a really good guy and clearly has supported Rhaenyra this whole time. Um, so I was upset from a storyline standpoint for that, but I wasn't attached to them at any, at like at really any capacity. So I, I definitely agree with you. I felt like it was fast. I, I definitely wanted more, um, of the details from like the 10 years and just to see how like their relationships blossomed, even Damon and Lena, because we get a little bit of them too, before she dies. And they seem to have a pretty good relationship though. Yeah. They're arguing a little bit about like the pentos thing but they seem to be able to level with one another especially she can level with him really well even when he's giving her pushback yep um so yeah uh harwin's death yes it sucks and it was shocking and i was like oh you know fuck like i wanted more but i really wanted more of lena yeah. Because I heard some things. Um, you have to fact check me because I did not read the books, but just like stuff I've been reading online. Uh, you know, I think Lena and Rhaenyra had like a pretty close relationship. And I think we can t- from the previous episode when they go to visit Corliss in his chambers and they don't let Rhaenyra and Lena in, and Lena immediately like grabs her hand. They're really close to one another. She's like, let's go get some fucking tea. Like, fuck these guys. Yeah. So, like, I was kind of excited to see, like, their friendship develop. Like, you know, yeah. I love the girl stuff. Well, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm sad that we didn't get that. I know. Yeah, I definitely am, too, because we have not, you know, that's really what Rhaenyra needs. She doesn't need another guy that wants to get in her pants. She needs friends, yeah. you yeah. know, and girlfriends at that. I think Allison does, too. Um, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just, there's just a bunch of opportunistic or like horny ass dudes around them. That's all they have. It really is, you know, so um, there's, what did your mom used to say when she used to drop you off at the mall (laughs) Um, with your friends? Like, Uh, yeah, Yeah. stick together, um, safety and numbers, safety and numbers. That's that. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I mean is that it, it is sad in that way that they really don't have a lot. And Lena, you know, obviously like they've been in Pentos. I'm not sure how accurate that is with the books. Um, but yeah, it just, it kind of sucked that we didn't see that blossom. Um, probably because we knew that, you know, the, the screenwriters and showrunners knew that she was going to die in episode six anyways. So you're like, we're not going to spend this time on her. Well, and I think they, I heard that they were close in the books. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, no, they were close in the books, but I mean, in terms of Penta, like Damon being in Pentos for so long. Yeah. Um, I don't know how accurate that is. Um, so, but yes, fact check, you know, we're not, this is, you know, don't. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not I'm not a doctor you know yeah. your own we, we don't work for legal people <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so I I do want to talk about her death a little bit though yeah. so, so Harwin's was less impactful but even though hers was short and I wanted more I cried every single time I watched this episode like two or three times and I cried every time because the desperation yes in her voice I think on like the fourth Dracarys, God, the fourth one that she says 
fucked me up. So, like, weirdly that she didn't get enough, like, screen time, I still feel like the death was well done. Maybe because it was so visual, visual, you know? But, like, it felt really impactful. It felt emotional. Like... It was. It was. She was... It was devastating and gut-wrenching. And that actress... I don't know her name, but fuck, she was good because I felt it in my bones when she was begging to die. And that was, you know, awful. And even, you know, the connection that she has with Vagar the dragon, Mm -hmm. um, that really showed through, I think, in that scene too. And I think that that's a really important note to to note going forward because Vagar ends up up being a very important dragon um, in the storyline. So yeah it was I think that the death was really well done um you know one thing that happened after the death that they cut from this which I'm not happy at all about is there's a point where Damon is actually embracing the girls Mm -hmm. and you know hugging them because they're mourning you know the loss of their mom and they cut it well the thing that we actually get is him like away from them and he just kind of looks it's not, I think it's more like he doesn't know how to console them. Yeah. Like that's how it came off to me. Not that he doesn't give a fuck or is cold. I mean, he ran out there screaming her fucking name and then watched yeah. her die. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's probably just as in shock as they are. Cause he just saw this happen. Yeah. And I like Damon is, yeah, he, he's a father now and was a husband, but like, I don't think that I think he's changed and he's become a little more dutiful for sure, but he's still like Damon-y. Like I don't see him being able to console anyone that well. Yeah. He's very aloof. Um, And I think that, you know, we see throughout this episode that he's kind of dealing with his own things. Lena says it herself when she's talking to the one daughter that doesn't have a dragon who says, you know, you know, dad ignores me, um, which is sad. And because we do see it's very quick. He's teaching the other daughter Valerian at the table before Lena Lena comes up and and talks to him about going back to, um, to Westeros. But um, yeah, I don't know. It still felt like, you know, they're taking the humanity that is within the Damon character out of it. I said this, I can't remember if I said it on the pod last week or with you, but it just feels like they're, they're selling him short a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I want to see the complexity of the good and the bad you know, I, I want to see both things. And so I think that with Damon, I, they're almost, you know, we know that he loves Rhaenyra and we know that he's a loyal, you know, Targaryen family member and all, you know, he's got good qualities, but I do want to see the emotional side of it a little bit more. So that's why I think when I found out that that scene was cut, I was like, God, okay, they're really just trying to paint this guy out to be bad. And very detached, careless, doesn't really care about anything it's very like a bad boy vibe for sure yeah um so uh I do want to talk about the I want to go back to the kids a little bit and their personalities and their dynamic Uh um so we really saw the first time that we're really introduced well we're introduced to Rhaenyra's kids early in the episode when she brings the baby back to her own chambers and the kids are there they're very, very sweet, her too. And they picked out an egg for the baby and, yeah. you know, and, and it's nice. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
so that's the first time we were introduced to Rhaenyra's kids. And then, then I think that the next time they're all together when they're training dragons. And I think it's, um, uh, I don't know Rhaenyra's kid's name, but it's the, the older one has a dragon and he's, you know, they're teaching him, but we see all the kids, all the Allison's kids and Rhaenyra's kids together for the first time. And they seem to have a pretty good dynamic. They all pick on Aemond, who is Allison's second born son, who does not have a dragon. Right. And um, so they, it's kind of like the, you know, the cousins all picking on them. We don't see the daughter yet. Um, But yeah, so that's the first time that we really see the dynamic between all of them. And it looks like, I think what's so interesting is that they they all seem to really get along with each other. We see that throughout the episode when they are in, when they're training in the courtyard. Um, But the, I'm really interested to see how that changes when we do our jump. And even in the next episode, because of how Alicent talked to Aegon Uh and kind of assured him like, Hey, you're in fucking danger, dude. You know, like, like you being alive and having a penis is all you need for anything. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we know that obviously the families, Rhaenyra and Allison, now it's like officially they're not showing face anymore. Allison, I don't think ever was, but Rhaenyra is like, fuck this bitch. Fuck my marriage proposal offer. You know, we're leaving. We're going to Dragonstone. So mm-hmm. I think that that's really going to set a tone um, going forward. And I think that that might change the kids dynamics too, especially because they're going to be separated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and then they're probably going to be separated for the six years that, you know, we, we skip. So yeah, um, that will definitely change the dynamic. By the way, I just looked up the name so that we can be proper. Okay. Uh, So (laughs) Jaceris goes by Jace and the other one's name is Luceris, Luceris, and they call him Luke. Luke. Yes. Okay. Jace and Luke, which one's the oldest? Do you know? I think Jace is the oldest. I think Jace is the older one. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and I just also want to just point out some little characteristics about them. So Aegon, um, we see him in the pit with the dragon and he's yawning. He's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Amon's is very stoic. He's like, okay, like I have to, you know, just show face for this, even though I don't have dragons, whatever. And then the little ones, um, they're excited you know, a little fearful, but a little excited when they, you know, when he does, he asks, oh, can I say it? And he's talking about Jakaris. Yeah. And then he flames him and his, his face lights up. Uh He's very interested. So I think like even those little things and also just going at Aegon right now, I love him. He's a little shit. So funny. He's so funny. Masturbating out the window, which is disgusting, but hilarious um and then even when they're fighting the two maidens walk by and his fucking face perks up i'm like you're a little horny shit yes so horny you know and i think it's funny when allison's like you're almost a man grown and i'm like okay so you're like 16 17 18 you're so horny well well actually i think about anything well actually so i will say I'm pretty sure he's only like 13 or 14 right now because a man grown in those times is, I mean, at 13, that's, you know, you become a man in the Jewish culture at 13, technically. Okay. Okay. So yeah. And he, if we think about it, he, I believe was probably only three or four before this time jump. So give 10 years, but nonetheless, yes, he is horny as fuck. Very, very horny. And, um, 
he I'm happy because he brought the only humor to this episode uh and I think that that's going to be his personality I mean he's a privileged little asshole he's the son of the king um you know and he the 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 with the girls walking by in the court that was so fucking funny it was great so funny um you know and then his just like his childlike you know just ignorance I'll say you know when Allison is is confronting him when he's fucking butt naked in his bedroom (laughs) and cover up his fucking boner yeah his little tiny pee-pee and um you know and he's she's like oh you know Rhaenyra will succeed the throne or whatever and he's like okay then I won't challenge her like yeah fuck is the big deal like um you know so it's just it's that that innocence it's it's going to be really interesting and almost I feel like it's going to be really heartbreaking to see them as they're older and more set in the ways of their parents Mm -hmm. versus right now growing up with each other not you know not having bad blood with one another at all they have no idea what's going on with their parents yes so I think the time separate is going to be kind of shitty to see because I really love the 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 kids being together and growing up together and so does Viserys I mean the old shit's sitting in the courtyard watching them and yeah, just have the like, time of his life yeah who fights together like stays together and family uh, yeah really sweet and you know even though they pick on Aemond it's still like they all still get along like because we see it in the fighting and it's like I don't know like yeah it, it hurt his feelings for sure you know get like that little prank that they pulled on I'm like oh we found you a dragon and then it's just a pig with fucking wings mean. god it was so mean and I I felt a little bit bad because like he he, he like Allison does console him like he is pretty upset about it yeah you know um but I think also like getting to the fighting like he's kind of over it. I mean he does bump shoulder with the the little one I think Luke but he also touches his back right after that. Like, it almost seems like he meant to do it, but he didn't really mean to do it. Yeah. You he know, seems like a very genuinely nice kid. I think I'm excited to see how he is when he's older too, because um, I'm not going to spoil anything in the books, but like from the books with this, because we haven't really seen it yet, but he is, ends up being a very important character. I mean, all of them are important, but he ends up being an important character and he has a lot of changes that happened thankfully because right now he's so just kind of like meek and insecure so Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see how he progresses as he gets older especially I mean compared to his younger brother and it's like it's always the second sons that kind of deal with this Mm -hmm. and we have we see that also the dynamic of that with Laris and Harwin and Lionel Lionel was another death that we haven't mentioned yet but he also died when Harwin died which is Right. Um, you know, game changer, just absolute game changer for everybody. But um, one of the relationships that I wish I would have seen more of was, you know, that we kind of skipped over from our introduction to of Laris 10 years ago in the last episode is his relationship with his brother and his father. You know, yeah, we, I don't we think we really saw them together. No, we didn't. We've seen, I don't think we have any scenes with Laris and Lionel together. And there's only the one scene at the, the wedding with Laris and Harwin, where they're talking about um, old towns, mm-hmm. you know, flags being green when they're called to war. So um, the fact that he literally assassinated them by fire, it's like, okay, get it, Game of Thrones. But, you know, we we didn't really get a lot from that relationship. I think all we can draw, the only conclusion that we can draw is that Laris is ruthless and 
unattached absolute psychopath yeah it's giving little finger for sure yeah yep like he's definitely trying to get in good with the queen and i think um does he have a cane yes he's crippled well okay. he's crippled, but he's got like a bad leg i think yeah, so it makes sense it. that he's like very informational you know like it, yeah, it, I mean, yeah he, it makes sense that he's kind of like falling into this like almost little finger role because because of his like disability he has to do whatever he can to like secure his place yeah exactly and i think anyone with disability in this time they're always treated really shitty yeah so like imagine all of that fucking anger after yeah. all those years you're like okay finally like now i have the queen's ear well yeah and, whatever and, yeah and little finger kind of said it himself like he was lowborn and was always small so he wasn't ever he could never be a good fighter he was never going to be a you know a king or have a house unless he went out and got it himself and I think that that's what Laris is doing now Laris not only did that solidified um this kind of almost packed with Allison not packed I should say but he does say, I did this for you. Basically, now you can call your dad back um, to be the hand of the king. But he also gained for himself a lot like what Damon well, did by killing did not, Lena. She did not ask him to do that. No. I mean, he was talking about like loathing them and like loathing, you know, like the the fucking way that people don't know and shit. But she didn't say I want them fucking killed. Yeah. Like she, not yeah, say- she didn't, but the convert, when he does tell her, he puts the, like the, uh, he puts it on her and he says, I did this for you, mm-hmm. you know? So it kind of, I think it, it really attaches himself to her now. Um, and that was definitely a power move, not only for, you know, future in King's Landing, you know, now Alicent kind of owes him and they're the only ones that are in on the secret, but, um, you know, now he gets, uh, where are they from? Shit. Uh, no, Hall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So now he, as the second son, now that's his land. Right. Right. That's a lot like what happened with Damon. Damon was rid himself of the wife that he never wanted and also succeeded everything that she owned so it's it's a twofer it's a fucking twofer sorry I'm glad that you brought that up uh really quickly I thought it was weird that they were in Pentos but he had inherited runestone I'm like why didn't you just go and chill like isn't that your shit like can't you do that yeah I don't know what runestone looks like but I know Pentos is beautiful so well I mean runestone from the countryside looked great yeah you know, so I don't know. I am, I'm a little bit curious about that. Like, do they, well, I think it's any other like, land he can live in besides well, King's Landing. Uh, yeah. So I think that it, it might not have necessarily, because he does mention later that where he's thinking of, he's, you know, thinking about staying because they offer him basically a per- permanent residence. Yeah. Um, He says, we're here as guests. We have no, we have no obligations. We have no responsibilities yeah. here. So yeah. I think in terms of runestone, when you're not there, someone else is ruling is, is taking care yeah. of you. Right. So yeah. I think that it was more so that like, he's just like, I don't want to fucking work. Like <laughs> I want to sit around and read all day. You oh, know? Yeah. Vacation baby. Yeah, exactly. So, um, which I think is really funny because like, when I think of Damon, 
you know, from he's matured a lot too. It actually kind of feels like him and Rainier are very parallel right now, because when you think of Damon, do you think that his idea of a hobby would be sitting around and reading? No, absolutely fucking not. No, I think blowing shit up. Yes, literally, (laughs) (laughs) literally. So, you know, and of course there's still dragon riding and everything, but it's, it really, she says it. She's like, you, you're, if you really wanted to stay here, you would be out enjoying the beauty of Pentos, but you're not, you're in here reading. So like, why, like, why are you saying? Reading about old history, about his families and shit. Yeah, exactly. It's not like he's reading like fantasy stories. (laughs) Like he's reading about history because he, you know, misses the shit. Yeah. Yep. So so yeah, I think that, and maybe, you know, that's very on purpose too, with, you know, him and Rhaenyra, um, coming back together. Now we don't know if they haven't seen each other over the course of this, these 10 years, but we do know that, you know, they're getting updates on one another. For example, they get Lena and Damon get a Raven, um, mm-hmm. saying that Rhaenyra, you know, burst a healthy, healthy baby, baby yeah. boy. But um, so we know that they there's tabs kept, but we don't know if they've actually seen each other since the wedding. Mm-hmm. So so that's going to be interesting to see, like how that blossomed. Is it gonna? Are they gonna be immediately connected? Um, you know, and and just mm-hmm. like back good as new. It feels like because we talked about Rhaenyra growing up a lot. Damon also a- appears to have matured and slowed down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's going to set it up for them to be even more compatible now, or just as compatible as they once were, because they were both firecrackers yeah. and now kind of slowed, slowed their pace. Yeah, but I, I do wonder if Rhaenyra will be salty. Like, yo, I, I'm different now. Like, I don't want you to just cut through the King's guard and fucking take me to runestone and be your wife. Well, like, the thing is, I don't know if he would even, he, I don't think that that's on the table for him either. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I feel like maturity wise, they both matured at the same pace and they're at the same level now. Um, yeah. So, because I could definitely see Rhaenyra just like, you know, fucking around with the kids and whatever. And, and that's the thing. We don't know what she does for fun right now besides like fucks her heart so <laughs> we know Damon, you know, reads, but so I'm yeah. trying to picture what their life would look like, you know, him. Well, reading right. And even on that note, like Rhaenyra, you know, what else is she going to do for fun now? Harwin is dead. Kristen fucking hates her. Who's she going to fuck? I don't know. Who's she fucking? That's why I'm thinking Damon. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I hope it's Damon. I really wish it was fucking Allison's, but... <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, you're gonna have to let go of that dream. I don't see that happening. Um, but it really felt like they were in love in the beginning, and I was like, damn, I'm sad for y'all. Like, the chemistry was so good, it was so sweet. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll just, I'll never forget that line. Like, I want to eat cake on Dragon Back with you and just like live our lives as Um, young, hot bitches. Yes, like she wanted to live a hot girl summer, and Allison was like, no, yeah. Oh, she has no idea what she is. She she has no idea what she's missing. And honestly, I'm just like, Kristen, just fuck her once. Please. Change her life. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So I am excited to see Rhaenyra and Damon together again. I've said it 700 times already, but, uh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, We know that I'm just jumping forward to next week. Uh, Maddie, have you watched the, the trailer? Fuck, did I? 
I probably did. I just can't remember it. Okay. Um, basically, the only thing that we know for certain is that they're all reunited um, at Lena's funeral. Oh. Yeah, we see her, um, her, it's, I don't know, it's technically called a casket, but we see that being dropped into the water. Um, and then we know that, so we know that they're all there uh, and together. So that is, is probably, you know, that's got to be when Rhaenyra and Damon are reunited. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for that too. I wonder how it will be though, just the reception of them being together much older, even the actor and actress's chemistry on screen. Like I'm, I'm a little nervous to be honest. I'm like, yeah, I am too. Um, I kind of, is there, I kind of wanted to talk about like the politics of it and going forward because uh, we know based on uh, everything that we've seen, what the screenwriters have said, you know, what, you know, what's been said already in anticipation for this episode coming up is that this is really going to be where shit turns and things mm-hmm. go down. Like this is the most anticipated episode, I think of the entire season. Mm-hmm. So I did want to talk about, you know, like I said, just the politics and allies and because it's really interesting um, speaking of, you know, Rhaenyra and Damon, we know that they will always be loyal to each other. At least mm-hmm. I hope God, if they're not, if they turn on each other, I will be devastated. Um, because that's the only thing that's been true and through this awesome. entire thing. Yeah. Um, but, and we know that Rhaenyra and Lenor obviously have a very good relationship. It seems, I mean, he's a little fucking immature, you know, you know, just he never had any kids of his own. It makes sense to be honest. (laughs) I know that's bad, but like uh, my mom used to always say to me, the, the kitten leaves the cat. Like once a cat gets pregnant, it's never a kitten again. And it's the thing with humans. Yeah. Yeah. Like very good point. You will never not be a mother again. Yeah. You'll never be in that young minded shit. And I feel like that's why he's still kind of immature. I mean, I do think he is really dutiful and I really appreciate him, even though they have some, like some things with each other. I think it's very normal, but like, I think they both tried really hard. Yeah. Like do what was right for each other and for themselves and like make it work, especially him. Yeah. It does. I actually really, really loved that because we had said before in the last episode when we saw their wedding that, you know, they are life partners. They're not lovers, you know, but they're life partners. And that has always been something that I've always really loved to see, mm-hmm. you know, in relationships, even just in the real world, um, because it's nice. It's it's somebody that you have as a supporting figure and everybody needs that. And it's, I'm, I love that Rhaenyra has that. Um, so yeah, so we know in terms of allies and where people are going to fall because it, it's, it's going to be like a civil war of the house. Right. So that's really what I'm interested in and in seeing, you know, dynamic wise going forward, you know, so Rhaenyra has Damon, she has Lenor be, because Damon was married to Lena and Lenor and Lena are, you know, brothers yeah. and sister. She and also has the the Valerians are on her yeah, side. And sure. I think what's really nice about the dynamic of Damon and Lena and Lenor and Rhaenyra is that like they all understand the closeness of like their siblings too. So like 
not only are they like life partners, but like they understand each other on a little bit of a deeper level. Like, I know you really love your sister and I know that you miss her. And like, I know you really love your brother and that you miss him. Yes. And, and yeah. it's for both, like, it's for each person, like yeah. all the individuals involved in that. So like, at the end of the day, I think like that connection as well, like just strengthens the the politics of it. Yeah. Um, I, and I can see even just going, um, you know, moving forward, we know that Rhaenyra goes to Dragonstone. I can see Damon coming back and going to Driftmark, um, to, to raise the kids there because that was what Lena wanted. That was basically her last wish. Literally. And he's by himself, you know, he's going to need help with those girls. So like, I think that in that too, him being Driftmark and, um, and Dragonstone, for those that don't know, are very close together. They're separate islands, but they're very close. So you can just hop on over on your dragon, right? Like it's, Aww. so I really think that those, his daughters and um, Rhaenyra's sons will probably be very close and get close in the next six years. Um, yeah. They're all around the same age too, which is what's so interesting is that we really have just like a fresh crop of a whole generation, like mm-hmm. right here, ready to battle it out um so we we know where Rhaenyra stands and who's on her side and it seems good but honestly they're dropping like flies right Viserys is always a fucking question mark because the man can't think for himself and you know Allison's in his ear but there is a moment that I really loved when Rhaenyra comes up after she has the baby and the, you know, the way that they embrace each other, her and yeah. Viserys, it was very nice. And it was like, okay, this is great because that was another big question mark is how, how has their relationship has developed? And he's it looks like it's like, fully. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Even with Allison, like he's still like, listen, bitch, I named her my heir. Yeah. And however the succession follows is how it follows. You know, because Allison does question him about the paternity of the children. She had brought it up before. um, And he basically is like, never speak of this again. Here's a story about a horse, a horse that was beautiful, (laughs) a little brown horse that was not striking at all. Nature is funny like that. Oh my God. No, it's funny. It's, it's I did like that story though, because I mean, like, look, we know that Rainier's kids are not Sir Laner's kids, but- I think just in a lesson of like recessive traits and yes. what is the, what is the square called? I always forget the name of it. It's like the, the pundit, the something square it's, you know, about the gene pool and how they work out, but like, I, yeah, no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. So for any of you sciencey listeners, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. It's like the four squares and you put like the different traits and it shows you how it can, like a child's can come out based yeah. on the recessive and dominant traits. Um, but like, it kind of was like giving that to me. I was like, oh, like you guys don't know the science of it, but like that was kind of a good description for like how sometimes these things can happen. Yeah, well, that's true. And, you know, so I loved that he was just coming to her aid. And then Allison says it himself when she's talking to Kristen, she says, you know, he knows, like the king knows oh, yeah. why he's just blinding him, his own self. He's putting the blinders on. Well, so we've talked about it before. We've talked about Viserys being really avoidant. And I just wanted to mention this, a note that I took. Laris later is speaking to Alicent and says that he is um, willfully blind. Like he's just got this willful blindness about him. 
Yeah, and I yeah. thought that was a really like just a better version of like what we were saying, you know, yeah. like it's not that he's so avoidant, but like he knows that these accusations that Allison is toying at could be dire. So he's like, bro, shut the fuck up, Allison, please. Yeah. Um, Crossing like, me. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So I'm making actually like a chart of who we have on each side. Hell yeah. Allison, you know, that was just the the note that Viserys is fucking fuck all and he's gonna die any second. I don't understand how he's still living. I know. I thought when he collapsed at the wedding, that was it. I was like, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, seriously, like we don't need to see this man anymore. Please. Like, and he is honestly just because we know that eventually he will be making an exit. Um the actor himself uh i'm blanking on his name right now but he has been phenomenal absolutely phenomenal and even in the little inside the episodes and the making of and those things you know the behind the scenes and the interviews that we've seen like he like him himself as a person he's so funny and you can tell it must have been so good working with him so uh in memoriam we will do an in memoriam truly when he does finally go but i have a feeling it needs to be any day now because fuck's sake that man is struggling mm-hmm. um, like, how did the leeches revive him again the fuck <laughs> like oh, I you know they're eating his arms like, I know. <laughs> what i should have said is how are they reviving him again again okay. I, that's another thing i put in my notes there was so many agains in this episode <laughs> and it made me really happy oh that's amazing um okay so for allison we have her two sons amond and aegon and then her daughter the daughter yeah which her name starts with an r i can never remember it though um she also has laris Kristen. Mm -hmm. um that fucking asshole ugh uh who else is on Allison's side who else would be on her side oh um, Otto. yeah we see the auto comes what back. about the oh no never mind no 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 um I think that's it yeah now. I know I don't really know who else she's involved with yeah yeah I mean she really does kind of have a tight circle it seems um but really it's like um, someone had said this and it's a really good point that she, she's really surrounded by shitty people, really ruthless people. Kristen clearly is a total asshole. I mean, the way that he's treating the kids and, you know, when they're practicing, um, that was really hard to watch. Uh, Harwin beating him up was great to watch, but then you ultimately knew what was going to happen because of it, which sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and Rhaenyra, everybody that's around her is very good, just like very good people, kind people. Um, so that is interesting because it's, it's, you know, it's like, what, who do you need on your side when you're going to war? You need the ruthless. Yeah. So I think that for every one of Allison's it's two of Rhaenyra's, you know, mm-hmm. it, I feel like it's kind of equaling out that way. Um, yeah, that's so way. it's going to be interesting to see how the, the family dynamic plays out uh you know with these people because like I said I I, I'm and I'm really interested to see now that Lena has died where Corliss and Rhaenys are because we know that she is also Mm -hmm. present at this funeral 
Um, so seeing that because she's got grandkids on both sides. Yes. You know? Um, so that's that's gonna be interesting. Also, seeing them as grandparents for the first time is gonna be yeah nice, you know. Uh by the way, Allison's daughter's name is Helena. Helena. There we yes. go. Um yeah, so speaking of uh politics, I don't know, you probably have some more notes, but one thing I took down in my notes because I don't remember this and I forgot and I needed to ask you about it. Who is the triarchy? So that (laughs) I have no fucking idea. Um, I don't know if it's been mentioned before, but it's definitely something that I think is going to be important because they They said it twice. They said it twice in this episode. So um, we know that whatever it, it must be just a group of powerful politicians we know that at this point in time, whoever they are, they're now um, partnering with the Martells and Dorn, um, which is part of the Seven Kingdoms. So it's kind of like Dorn is an act of rebellion, it feels like. Yeah. Um, and we know that they're going back to the Stepstones. So it's, it's like the Stepstones are fucking cursed. I'm like, just give them up. We don't need them. There's nothing yeah. there. It's care. Like no one. Yeah, it's just but, land. It's just beach. Like who gives a fuck? Yeah, it's literally just caves. I'm like, yeah, just let them fucking have it. But I think so. When you're ge- geographically, King's Landing is within a bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's called the Blackwater Blackwater Bay, mm-hmm. and um, just outside of the bay is Dragonstone and Driftmark. And so, you know, even though they'll like Rhaenyra and Damon, for example, if they're at Dragonstone and Driftmark, they're not super far from King's Landing, but they are a trip on a boat. The Stepstones are just outside of those two. So when, when there's okay. encroaching well, on the Stepstones, it's a, it's, defend it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. It's a, if, if someone's encroaching on the Stepstones, it's a direct, it's right next to Driftmark. And mm-hmm. um, which is why in the beginning, when Damon goes to the Stepstones to help fight, yeah, was asking for it because he's the one that's most vulnerable to get impacted. Right. Yes. So that's the importance of them. Um, now, you know, we know that the step zones are important. We're definitely going to look into what the triarchy is because that was not something ever mentioned in Game of Thrones. So it's right. a, okay, it's a new source of power from somewhere. It's giving charmed. It really is. It really I was is. like, I was like, the power of three will set us free. <laughs> like, can you guys just try chanting that and seeing if it goes away? <laughs> oh my God. If they come out with a dragon named Balthazar, I will shit. Yeah, literally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, the politics are politicking. I think that, um, do you want to talk about, is there anything about this episode that you want to talk about before we theorize? the theory I want to I just okay so I would say one last thing that I wanted to go over um is Laris at the end of the episode he goes and gets prisoners to do something for him uh and we already know it's very little finger driven so I'm like okay like these people like you're they're they're sentenced to death but you're showing them mercy I just did that in quotations because like who knows what the fuck his mercy means yeah losing their tongues for one yeah he just have to pay a small price and he cuts out their tongues so that they can never speak about it but how does he know if they don't read and write oh gosh well god so I, I, I'm assuming, I mean, he knows their charges when he goes there. 
And so I'm assuming he probably assumes that they can't read and write because they're from Flea Bottom. They're, you know. Well, one guy was like treasonous to the. To the throne. Yeah. Yeah. To the throne. So he might be able to read and write. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I hope that happens so they can know that literally Laris killed his own fucking father and brother and hand of the king. I mean, he would be beheaded for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, Laris is going to be, is, is one to fucking watch. I mean, he, we already said it last week. He definitely solidified himself as a real enemy and um, an antagonist in this whole show. Um, and I think honestly, when we're, you know, just going back to one-on-one character dynamics, him and Allison, it is going to be interesting to see that play out because she is, she talks a big game, but I don't think that she is like, I think that it's all very emotional based. And, you know, when you're fucking with someone like Laris, like when you're sleeping with snakes like that he's going to get her into some shit that I don't think she's going to be able to handle. Um, I mean, he already kind of has. Yeah, literally he already has because she does look shook. She plainly says it. She's like, this is not what I wanted though. Like I did not wish for this. Yeah. It was her words verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. So she, you can tell she's already like, fuck, what did I get myself into? I need to, and she needs to be careful of what she says because it's not, he knew what he was doing. He clearly has his own stakes in the game. He did not do this it's this was not at all an altruistic thing he was trying to just help her out no he was leveling up himself um so and putting her in a position where she's kind of guilty yeah he's blackmailing her yeah he gaslighted her into you know this whole this whole situation so um yeah but it's gonna be I think she she already saw a little bit of what he's capable of and what having company like just going back to the company note having company like that will do it's like um you know bad company will get you it'll get you it'll also burn you yeah it should you wary of the company that you keep you know it's like what do they say like oh they're running with a bad crowd yeah you know like we can see it yeah everyone around her is pretty I think the closest people to her are very dangerous, like Kristen and Laris, like they're both dangerous in different ways. Yes. Um, And even Otto, like I know that Otto will be partial to her, but like he is also in it for something. Yes. Yeah. You know, and when you're in it for something, you're in danger. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean that was really the last thing I wanted to touch on because I thought it was interesting. I was like, Oh, they're setting us up for like some more like fuck shit to happen. Some more sneaky shit. And these people can't like say it, uh, but maybe they'll be able to read and write it. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that would be a plot twist, but honestly, as we see in game of Thrones, the bad people get very far. So um, I feel like it's unlikely as much as it would probably help a lot if it did happen. Um, so my theories going forward, I think, well, a lot of it, and it's hard to say that we have theories because there's so much that's spoiled for us because of the books and (laughs) social media, but, um, you know, it's, I'm actually kind of 
hesitating because I don't want to spoil anything for people that haven't already had spoilers. Oh, by the way, great time to say this episode contains spoilers. <laughs> I mean, I said it in the beginning. I said it in the beginning, but oh, good, 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 good. maybe yeah. not in those exact words. I just yeah. said that we were going to spoil everything. Um, well yeah. done. So, um, I mean, I think honestly, we touched on a lot of what the theories are going forward too. And, and I'm actually happy that I, I through this episode have written down who's on whose side, especially with the introduction of the kids, because they're, they have a huge role to play in this. I mean, they're inheriting this drama. So, yeah. Um, but I, you know, Viserys got a croak soon. He's just like, at, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it's as much as I, his name is Patty, by the way, the actor, um, as much as I don't want him to go away, I need him off my screen. He is Please. horrible to look at. God, it's so, <laughs> it's so disgusting. I'm like, stop doing this to us. We're tired of it. Uh, yeah. So, um, I'll just, I'll just kind of go over the, the next on trailer and they don't ever fucking show you anything. They keep it as cryptic as possible. But we do know that Alicent and Rhaenyra go physically head to head and Alicent tries to uh, stab her basically with a dagger. And I'm actually sure it's the dagger that we've talked about before, the one Valyrian steel one that ends up in Game of Thrones. Um, Viserys always wears it on his hip. So it almost seems like maybe he did die. I need to see somebody dressed up this Halloween as that fucking blade. personality it's a person in there it has lived more lives than any of us combined yes so please if you decide to dress up as the dagger please send us pictures to our social media god damn i kind of want to dress up as the dagger now oh my god it is detailed it's very detailed it's very pretty it's beautiful yeah i'll think of another obscure costume so we can be a couple Yes, that would be perfect. Oh, like spoilers with no context. Like what are what are Halloween costumes? Yes, what <laughs> are we? Oh. That's like the the true House of the Dragon fan would get them when we take oh, a yeah. together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we'll we'll reward you with maybe candy. Yeah. That's all I can afford right now, but uh someone so, sponsor us, please. Obviously. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we touched on a lot of the theories. I think uh, just like moving forward. And I think this is kind of an overarching theory. I, I do think Damon and Rhaenyra will eventually connect. Yeah. Definitely. Like, I think they're going to end up close to one another, if not together. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, they're definitely, the show is definitely setting it up to be that way. Um, I think it's it's actually pretty obvious from episode one I mean and I'm remembering it now where she she, Rhaenyra walks into the throne room and Damon's sitting there and just Mm -hmm. the compatibility that they had from that very moment I was like whoa whoa I needed this (laughs) my loins needed this (laughs) I know and they're making us wait they're making us wait which is I'm actually happy about that you know and how many years has it been it's been 10 as of this one it's but it was three before you know so I'm just like like I think altogether I think I did the math the other day and it was about 16 could be give or take a year or two but um I'm just like fuck like in Game of Thrones land or House of the Dragon rather we're we're waiting 16 years for this to happen and really I'm thinking you know 
if it did, Viserys, I believe, would already have to have been dead. I don't know if she would ever do it while he's alive because of how much it would affect him. Yeah, so in, yeah in the- I think he'll die soon too, and because of that, exactly. Yeah. Like if they do end up getting together, like they won't do it while he's alive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. And I think like he hasn't expressed it to Rhaenyra, but he definitely expressed it to Damon where he's like, my fucking daughter, dude, like you're banished. Yeah. Get it. Get out of here. Get out of here. Come back. You fucking twat. <sighs> oh, gosh. gosh. Well, I think that covers it. That actually went a lot quicker than I thought it would because we talked about yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Let us know if you guys like the little format change up. I mean, we we were we're experimenting today and I had fun. I know, I did too. I think we covered quite a bit. Um, but if there's also, yeah, format change, let us know. Um, if there's something that we missed because we weren't going see my scene, definitely let us know. Uh, anything that we did, you know, realize that we missed after we'll mention it next week, um, you know, and touch on all things, but I kind of like it. I like going kind of back through the older episodes too. It's been, Mm -hmm. I think it puts a lot of context, you know, in, in our thoughts. So, yeah, yeah, it definitely, uh, kind of creates more of a whole picture. So thank you all so much for bearing with us and listening and getting slutty and (laughs) ho-like just fucking talking about the oh god there's so many hot guys this you know and honestly one thing that i'm just like kind of mad about is we didn't get any sex scenes with rainier and harwin and that is there's three kids that came from it and no sex we oh get a labor god. scene and no sex we Damn also get a sex scene from lena and damon and that would have been hot oh my god that would have been yeah you're totally right that would have been way hotter the fuck house of dragon the fuck you know it'd be really hot all of them? Harwin and Damon. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, all of them too. Yeah. Yeah. Just- yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That's so funny. Anyways. Um, thank you guys. We love you. Uh, we really appreciate you listening to us. It's, you know, like we're just here. We're just having fun. You know, we were going to talk about it anyways. So yeah. we figured why not include all of you? Like we yeah. love to expand the circle. Um, where can you find us, Sam? Uh, on Instagram at hb.hose, on Twitter, hb underscore hose, and you can email us at hose at hbhose.com. Hell Woo-hoo! yeah. Shout us out. Listen. Yeah. Tag us. Dress up as a knife and tag us. Hell yeah. <laughs> Love you so much. Bye. Bye.